Hello, everybody. My name is Lat Mackey, and this is Sequence Break, Episode 7, Retro Gaming Live with Enemy TV. I'm super excited to be joined uh, by the one, the only, Mr. Enemy TV. Hey, Enemy, how you doing, man? Hey, man, it, it, it must be my lucky day because I get to talk to Lat Mackey of Twitch.tv slash Lat Mackey fame. The, the champion and, and uh, the, the great uh, person that is promoting TurboGrafx-16 across all of Twitch.tv. Trying a man keep, after my own heart. <laughs> Trying to keep TurboGrafx-16 alive. <laughs> well, you know, aren't we all? <laughs> if you're watching this, <laughs> good. No, just challenges since 1990, right? right. Like 89 <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, it didn't. It wasn't successful in the states then. It sure as hell ain't successful. I, I, didn't, now. I didn't even know. Yeah. I, I played it once when I was a kid. You know. <laughs> but if you are watching this live, or, or if you're watching the video of this, of course I've got to pick up games that Enemy has uh, played on the TurboGrafx 16 for his video stream. So right now, the one and only Lords of Thunder is being played from Retrofod yes. 2019. Oh. Awesome. Okay, so first, let's uh, just go ahead and let's let's uh, start. When did you get introduced into video games? Like, what what was kind of your oh gosh, think wave as a kid? Like, what got you into games? What was like maybe your first one you played or anything like that? Uh, so my time playing video games is before I was aware that I ever played video games because my dad managed an arcade. Wow. Uh, so um, I had heard story. I, I there I've seen pictures of my mom holding me up and like having me like play pinball um and then apparently we had a missile command cabinet in our kitchen at some point what uh i i yeah i have no memory of this so like it could all be apocrypha i don't know but I, it, it's a good story nonetheless but my dad was definitely way into video games um he he uh he like i said he managed the arcade and he had some pinball machines that were never set up but i mean he he had a few and um coming up i mean i i was first my first conscious memory of playing video games was with him and my brother and sister at his apartment uh playing super mario brothers playing look at say i told you super mario brothers oh, and he's got it ready to go say <laughs> yeah. so you say uh it's god it's like we planned this well you didn't but it's like we planned it um that's the first game i remember playing was super mario brothers which i feel like is a really like it's, it's funny because it's you know it's a 35 year old game but it feels like it's really late to like say that's your first game like ah oh, it's a nintendo game it's like practically brand new yeah, uh, but that's in my head that's the first one there was that and slalom and a little bit of excite bike and mock rider oh mock oh mock rider oh um yeah so those were the original uh that, that like really got me into gaming and then i played you know games with my dad all you know forever you know as long as he was alive um it's just uh, so so many hours so many sleepless hours of super mario kart in my life <laughs> that i'm still trying to make up for sleep dead on <laughs> you'll uh, never get it back do you have no. any, do you have any of your childhood consoles or games still like are in your possession I, I have my dad's nes right here oh that's uh, awesome i can't really hold up no, no, it's not um so I have, but I have that and i have a lot of his games which like i was you know, six, seven, eight, nine, when the NES was really out and thriving. Right. So I didn't keep very good care of no, stuff. No, no, of course My dad was excruciatingly exact, and now he kept his stuff. So, you know, we got we got the the Mario box, and it's a little dusty right now because it's been sitting out. And we got, you know, Super Mario Brothers 3 in box. These are just the ones that were in arm's reach. That's TMNT. And, and these are, like, pristine boxes. Yeah, too. they're in perfect and then, shape. And then... Little, little Legend of Zelda. Oh so, I mean, that, it, it was, you know, it's um, it's pretty cool to have all this stuff, especially now. And, uh, and you know, it kind of fills you up with a little bit of, uh, 
uh, nostalgia is the wrong word, but like, you know, pride and, you know, a little uh, sense of family every time you play some of these classic games, which I love anyway. So that's it's just an added bonus there. I always associate it with really good memories. And I think that's probably yeah. part of it is the nostalgia thing. But it's, it's I think it's more of just positive memories. Like I had two brothers and we beat Zelda 2 when we took a whole weekend just to get up enough <laughs> lives so we could actually beat the damn game. We took yeah. shifts, you know, just those kind of those are the things you just you have positive memories of all that stuff. Yeah, that's pretty bad. It's a much more carefree time when you're when you're young and <laughs> just, just focus on playing video games. Yeah, like, exactly. yeah school, but video games. That's yeah. that's what's important. <laughs> then you grow up and it's then you get back to video games. Who would have thought? You know, but. <laughs> you try. Yeah, you try. So I know if I if is it fair to say that you would consider yourself a collector as well as a speedrunner and all and some of these? Yeah, other I things. try. <laughs> I have kids now, so I try not to collect as much these days. Uh, you know, they the money goes elsewhere. But yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I can't help myself for. for you know, if the right bargain comes along, um, I one of our events that I'm sure we'll talk about takes place at a video game store, <laughs> so it's real hard not to be like, well, you know, you got you got this copy of uh, Kid Dracula here, might as well pick that up. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's not every day that, that's just popping up at, at the old GameStop. Um, so, you know, so it, it, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I definitely try to keep a lookout. I mean, I have I have basically every console that I could have ever conceived of owning in my wildest dreams like i'm a neo geo for god's sake i don't play neo geo really not not much you know but it, it was i mean that was the console when we were growing up it's like that's no one's ever gonna own a neo geo it's like a thousand bucks you know it's 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 it's, Why about, you it's like who's ever gonna play this and then you know you get out on your own you have a little bit of disposable income and you make stupid decisions like buying a neo geo and some games to go along with it. Dude, there must be something wrong in our wiring because currently I'm like, you know, I kind of need a CDI. Like, I, I think I need that. To, I, I want to play those games. The no, that's the one. I have a 3DO. I'm touching a 3DO right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, I'm so jealous. Like, but, but I will not mess around with a CDI. That is fool's gold, Oh, it's, an, it's an awful console. The games aren't, you know, just there's, for some reason. There's nothing redeeming about it. Well, I, I mean, you want to watch play like through that real sweet fmv thunder in paradise game that you need an add-on to play yes ridiculous and then it's just hulk hogan and you know time hasn't done good things for him so you know full motion video there's something in my mind that tells me full motion video was awesome when i was a kid it must be awesome now and it's absolutely not the case but <laughs> well in a way i guess it's sort of awesome you know it's it's like awesome you know Oh yeah, like ironically awesome. Murdoch says, "Hide the jaguar you picked up on the side of the road." I know. That's oh <laughs> yeah. Oh okay. I should tell that story though. Please, that is like my all-time greatest uh, acquisition story. So I just set this up because um, I was going to purchase off of Craigslist my Wii U that day, uh, and and that set everything into motion because I was going to my bank to get the money to go buy the Wii U. Um, and my buddy texts me. He's like, oh, my goodwill. I just got a inbox turbo graphics for $10. Yeah. I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> why, why can't I find something like this? Oh, yeah. So like, you son of a bitch bastard. Yeah, yeah no right. Good. How's that happen? You know, so-and-so. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, oh. so, and so I'm driving to the bank. I'm like, well, I'm going to get a Wii U. That's still pretty cool. But man, it would be super cool if like just all of a sudden on the side of the road, someone's selling video games. And I swear, like as soon as I thought that, there's this dude with a table set up. I'm like, kind of looks like he might be selling video games. That's pretty funny. And I, I swear to God, two, not one, but two, complete inbox set up Atari Jaguars. How is that even just possible? Like, 
<laughs> who, who owned one Atari Jaguar? Right. Let alone two. And, and so I'm like, okay, casually, don't drive off the road, just casually <laughs> pull in to the parking lot here. I'm like, how much would you like for the Jaguar? He's like, it's $50 and you get your choice of four completed box games. Like, I'll be right back. <laughs> I'm going to go get some money for you. And then, But it was cool because the buddy of mine, I was like, you got to get down here now. They're giving away Jaguars. <laughs> go, go get some money and get back here. <laughs> so he got the other set, but I got I got the Jaguar. And it actually was five years, Cybermorph, which was a pack-in. Uh, and then um, what did I get? Alien vs. Predator. Which everyone says is the best Jaguar game because everyone is stupid. Uh, that game sucks. Um, <laughs> Tempest 2000, which is fun, but I mean, like, it's Tempest. Yeah, you know, it's it's okay. Um, uh, let's see, what, what, what I forget. Um, there's some other one, and then uh, Trevor McFur in the Crescent Galaxy, which you guys know I love shmups. So when I tell you it's the worst piece of shit that's ever, oh, you'll know. That uh, it, it's gar- I mean, like it's a schmups as a category of game, typically have pretty great soundtracks. This game has no soundtrack. Nice. It has none soundtrack. That's one of the differentiators. Uh, you got to have like, to have a good shmup as a damn good soundtrack. So yeah, I mean that's kind of the deal. Right. You know, like it's gonna beat you down over and over again. <laughs> but at least you got hot jams to yeah, listen to. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, no, it's it's just a slow plotting, terrible shmup uh, with no soundtrack. So uh, you know, no game. I forgot the other game I got, but that's not the point. I mean, like yeah, just. I willed a Jaguar into existence and then purchased wow. it for, for 50 bucks with like five games, which is pretty crazy. <laughs> and then you yeah. really, and then you, you finally have the discovery that Jaguar is the greatest uh, system and console mm. ever made, right? No, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks as bad as you think. Like all of the consoles that I've come across, like, you know, but turned out a buddy of mine at work had a, a uh, the 3DO. And, you know, again, I got that for a song. Uh, and that came with like 26 games or something. It was ridiculous. Nice. Um, but, you know, he didn't care. It was, you know, to him, it was a 3DO. It was a piece of garbage. And he just got it when he was a kid because he was dumb. Um, so, you know, he sold that to me. And I'm like, ah, 3DO. But it was cheap. So whatever. So I'm, I, it's not a great console or anything. Don't get me wrong. But uh, along that Sega CD line of stuff, it's okay. Yeah. You know, it's got a lot of similar stuff to the Sega CD. It doesn't have the Sega exclusive stuff, which is where it would be really lacking. Right. But it even has some stuff that crossed over on the PlayStation in the early days. It's an okay console. I mean, it's definitely not worth what it cost no. back in the 90s, <laughs> Absolutely for sure. Not. But, I mean, if you can get one for cheap, like, that's okay. But, I mean, I, I never really I, – I played a little bit of CDI. But, I mean, you don't need to necessarily play every game to know that those Zeldas are trash. I, and, you know. I think too that maybe a, a bigger point too is that like all of these some of the things we have today probably don't exist without some of these iterations. I'm not sure if Jaguar is part of that, but at least it caused some competition that pushed PlayStation and, and SNES and all these these other consoles to innovate. You know, you know what I think Jaguar and uh, especially like CDI, uh, um, which kind of came in after the whole Sony and Nintendo fallout. Right. Um, I think it made manufacturers a little bit wiser about how they went to market. Yeah, absolutely. They, they didn't just rush up like new right. tech out the door, especially Nintendo. You saw oh, them yeah. really scale back at that point. Like, okay, we're going to do cartridge mm-hmm. for, for this next generation. It's right. going to be 64 bit, but still going to be cartridge based, which gave them, you know, some setbacks in terms of what they could offer, which is how final fantasy went to PlayStation right. and you know, the rest is history. But, um, but I think that made them a little bit 
uh, hesitant to just shove stuff out the door and see what sticks. And I think probably long term that led to a, a greater boom in in the console space because sure. you know i mean now you got just the three competitors now but they're all pretty well entrenched they're you know mm -hmm. they're not going away anytime soon at this point no, whereas it, from generation to generation in those days it was like who knows if a, if sega's gonna be around who knows if atari's gonna be around <laughs> Could be. you know wild west but it was cool mm -hmm. i agree with you i think it's it's cool that there's all those options um so <laughs> cool uh cool history so far of your gaming uh, uh where you're at when was what was like the first uh when did you ever hear, first hear about a speed run or see a speed run and kind of yeah. what was that how did that story start so the, the first speed run and i've talked to a few people and, and this has been their experience too the first speed run that i remember seeing was i think it was in 2004 there was what turned out to be a Taz of Super Mario Brothers 3 oh, yes. that was floated around because I was in college and, and I'm, it's like two, between 2003 and 2005 um and I, I watched it and I was like, nope, this is bullshit. This is garbage. <laughs> I was I was a total speedrun no skeptic yeah. when, when I first get, like saw that. And and I I specifically remember the part where and you ran that game a little bit I too, did. so my you'll first appreciate game. this. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, fantastic. Okay, so you'll you'll get a kick out of this. So you know the uh, question block in Bowser's Castle where you, you know if you're if you're not small Mario, you crouch down and jump up there and you get pushed through. You clip through the wall. I saw that. I was like. Listen, I played that game a lot as a kid, and I know for a fact that you cannot do that. So this whole enterprise is garbage. And of course, you know, fast forward to me speedrunning the game a little bit. So and doing that, then so you realize you everything know, is clippable in Super Mario Brothers Three. And, and I mean, you see that now too. Yeah. Like if you ever go on YouTube, it's like, nope, any accomplishment that you've achieved in speedrunning is garbage. It's cheating. It's nonsense. You can't do it in the real game. Uh, <laughs> and you can do almost like. You know, there's cheating out there, but sure. for the, the, like 99.9 percent .9 of it yeah. is just you know exploiting the the awesome, and I mean that sincerely, awesome coding of the time where you, like you could get away with so much, and it's so <laughs> great, and it breathes this whole new life into these games that you can still be playing 30 plus years later. And how great is that? That, oh. it, that is it's so wonderful to like still be able to pour back over these games several decades later and still feel like. There, there's this new feeling to them. I love that about speedrunning. Dude, couldn't agree with you more. The first time I finished my first speedrun of Mario 3 and I actually beat it, I was just like, it felt like a new game all of a sudden. And so I'm curious, what was yeah. the first game that you attempted and why did you choose that game? <laughs> um, by the way, real quick, Enemy, if you yeah. look at his list on speedrun.com, it's a, was it 50 games? I don't know. It's a lot of games he it, speedrun. It, it's, it, so the official count, because there's a lot that I never submitted because uh -huh. it, it was either I learned it for a race and then like i learned the rest of it and it wasn't really like i wasn't putting in the time right, so it's right. like ah, like speed going into speed run is like accurate but <laughs> not, you know i like my, my personal philosophy is i unless it's a new board i don't want to be last place right right, right. I, I, I like which which is kind of i guess that's a little bit of you know like ego but uh, i i feel like it's not about like if I end up in last place, that's fine. Right. But I don't want to just set the bar real low. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I feel like if I'm gonna like count it officially, then I should put a little bit more effort into it because you know, in a lot of cases, you know, last place is someone who played through the game and recorded it and submitted it. Yeah, not, they're not right. necessarily running it. it. Hmm? Um, so it's uh, it's no disrespect to anyone because no, God no. bless people who fill out leaderboards. They're awesome and they encourage everyone else to do the same. So, uh, so do as I say, not as I do, uh, but, um, I, 
so officially the first game I ever speed ran was uh, Mega Man 2. And I I got into speedrun. I got into speedrun to myself because I saw um, the the blindfolded speedrun for Mike Tyson's Punch Out, and then the subsequent uh, blindfolded speedrun for uh, Super Punch Out. They were back to back at AGDQ 2014. I mean, I'd seen a little bit of GDQs before then. I learned my first ever speed trick at SGDQ 2013 in Castlevania, um, but I never like it never occurred to me to like really do anything else with that. It was just like, oh man, this is a pain in the ass screen for me as a kid. Now I can skip it, right? Uh, and that was enough. Yeah, it, exactly. uh, But then after seeing. I mean, I, I, Mike Tyson's Punch Out and Kung Fu are like two of my very favorite games of all time that I never owned growing up. I just, oh, wow. whenever I got the chance to play them, it was always this great, wonderful time. Yeah. But I never got a chance to own them myself. So, um, so I see, so I see, especially the Mike Tyson's Punch Out run. I, uh, I actually watched them in reversed order, but uh, both of them were just out of this world, amazing, mind blowing stuff. And uh, and seeing Mike Tyson's Punch Out, it's like, well, I, I got to try to get pretty good at this game. So I started like watching a run and trying to implement some of that stuff and <laughs> this was my first uh, attempt at speed run and it was it was real rough stuff um you know i got glass joe aces 42 <laughs> seconds no problem tied that world record uh could even get the 14.97 against don flamenco the rest was real slip shot it was real hit or miss um but at least i could get through most of the game i think like i kind of learned up through Don two or something huh. like that, a bull two. So like I didn't make it very far. So, but I was taking a break from that. I'm like, you know, in a game I haven't played since I was a kid, and I didn't even really like it as a kid that much. I like Mega Man three much more. But I was like, oh, let's play Mega Man two on the simulator here. I started playing it, and I think I got to like Wily two before I game over. So I concluded that I was the greatest player of Mega Man two <laughs> of all time because I hadn't played it since I was a kid. So like, therefore, I should probably learn to speed run it and. uh and I, so I, I watched the speed run. I'm like, I have no idea what's going on in this Woodman stage. It's just a bunch of nonsense. They go off the screen and then they're zipping, zipping and zooping all around. <laughs> I don't understand any of this. Uh, and you have to remember, those were like the earlier days. Not the early days of speed run, but earlier than now, where information was a little bit trickier to come by. You had to go to like the SDA sites and actually interact with people, which <laughs> was going to do that. It's ridiculous. So... Uh, yeah, to participate in the community like yeah like have interpersonal interactions yeah. oh man forget it Crazy. um but there, there was a there was a wiki for Mega Man 2 rta but even that it, it, you know trying to do trying to in, interpret text into uh that right. what you see on screen is yeah. like you know it's like translating between seven different languages and you don't actually speak any except for the one so uh so I, I did zipless. <laughs> I was like, very quickly, I was like, yeah, zipless seems like the way to go. Um, so I did that, and it was, you know, it was okay time. Uh, and that, and then for a while, I didn't really do anything else in speedrunning. And then, like I said earlier, I got, I, I, I loved kung fu, and I just happened across some kung fu bods. I'm like, I can, I can beat this time. Like that, that's the second time I ever tried speeders on. Like, I'm pretty sure I could beat this world record. And I, I'm happy to say that I did on many occasions. I, I, I think three different times I had the world record in that game. Nice. So, it's since, and it's since, they've since blown me out of the water, right. but, which is awesome because now the going forward while turning around, we call it the moon kick because like moonwalking. Okay. Um, you know, but like doing going one way while kicking the other um, is just part and parcel with the run now. I can't, I have stupid fingers. I can't do that. Um, <laughs> But you know, for a while, it was, it, that made that filled me with such great pride that 
Um, it was a game that I loved as a kid, and then to be able to put my mark on it in the speedrunning space was was just so gratifying, and uh, and just really inspired me to keep going from there. I got to tell you a common theme. It, basically, everyone that has been on the podcast so far has had a world record in something, and if there's one common theme, it's that no world record stays. All, no, every one of them no. gets beat. And it's funny you mentioned how what what chose you to, to step off on oh good step off on the kung fu. Oh right, no, or... no, just 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 on that, that that concept of you know world record stays. That's why it, it really bothers me when someone says, I'm gonna get my world record back. Like no one owns a world record. Yeah. You're just renting it. <laughs> You're yeah. borrowing it for the time being. Uh like like don't don't hold on to that too dearly. Don't make nope. it too much about yourself. The world record just floating out there and you can grab onto it, but like Sam, you grab onto it, some of it starts to slip out of your hands and eventually it's all gone. And oh. and someone else up that sand and that, so it's just like a pet peeve of mine in speed like when no. oh, my world like you don't own it you're just you're, just, you're squatting yeah, for the time yeah, being. hold it down for a little bit <laughs> yeah. keep it warm but yeah. I, i'm glad that you so one thing uh, i have heard time again and in fact it reminds me of one of mine is that um you saw you saw a, a run and you thought you know what i think i can do i think that he's leaving time on the table i think i can do that better i, I had a similar experience with your legend of hero tonma run where the first time i watched <laughs> it i was like you're okay right. hey this is awesome i like that's really good and then i'm like wait a minute i think he's wait wait i think he's leaving some time on the table there you know and oh, yeah. i think it's like i think every speedrunner at some point is going to experience that and that's what you, kind of motivates you at times to go you yeah. know playing these games it that way so, yeah there there's there's a great satisfaction i think with that too not i mean some people get the satisfaction out of beating another person which i think is a little like maybe yeah. not the way to go right. but i mean you know you can't help your own motivations sure. but i but i mean seeing something and thinking that like it, it's like working it out as a puzzle, you know, like, okay, this is what I'm, what I'm starting with. What can I change to make this better? And, and that's the very satisfying yeah. too, because that's you right. putting in the work and then, and, and kind of building stuff from scratch. Even if you're seeing something uh, that that's done before you, if you're adding those new, that changing the route up or adding new tricks or, or new strats for boss fights or whatever. Uh -huh. I mean, that that's, that's your hard work and, and, and deserves to be rewarded and, and you should feel good about that. I would say that the overwhelming majority of people that have at least talked about this is that um, the speed run, a, a highest level of speedrunner always sees time they left on the table when they're when they're doing a run and their own performance it has nothing to do with somebody else's run. Yeah. It's oh like, yeah. It's oh, all yeah. self motivating type of thing. So. The, the, the longer you're a speedrunner, the less you like the runs that you do. It's, it's just like, oh no, screw that up. It was supposed to be frame perfect. I left three frames on the table. Garbage. It's like. You're 25 seconds ahead. According yeah. to the last split, what are you talking about? No, it's terrible. I hate this run. It's really easy to become cynical. And, we, and you know, we yeah. should all strive to not feel that way. But I think right. we all fall in that trap from time to time. Yeah. You may not. I mean, you're like the happiest person I know. Uh, yeah. but, I mean, but, but for, I mean, I'm sure there's even times for sure. you, Lat, where it's like, it's like, ah. I, I've been working on that, dude, and I know I can do it better. And it just didn't happen this time. On Alice, I just lost a PB on the very last hit of the very last boss, and I was I was ready to cry. I was ready to go yep. in the next room and cry. But yep. you got to keep yeah. it together. You know? <laughs> it's so fun. Like when you sit back and like examine it impartially, you're like, oh, that's the silliest way to so be. But, it's a stupid. But you video. can't help it. You're like in the, in the heat of the moment. You're right. like, it was right there. So I had it. Of all these games that you've speedrun everything, do you are you still able to enjoy games casually and games that you aren't speedrunning as just a casual experience? Um, that's an interesting question. I don't like. You know what I found out through speedrun? I really have disdain for stories in video games. <laughs> like I, 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 I like I like gameplay. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. You know, I like. 
I like when I press buttons and things happen, not like, oh, there's some text here. Okay, great. Or, or worse yet, like an unskippable, like, you know, uh, cutscene where it's like, oh, we're Metal Gear Solid, any of those games? I mean, you, yeah. know, you know what's funny? I love Metal Gear Solid. Of course, of course. I yeah, absolutely yeah. love Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Um, I actually dipped my toe into speedrunning that just for like, basically the pleasure of playing it again right. and then like trying to get some of that squeeze a little bit of extra right. juice out of it um i think it's in my playstation 2 right oh, now perfect um, <laughs> so um you know i lo- i do love right. those games i still haven't played metal gear solid 5 though but yeah. uh, i didn't play, I didn't play peace walker but i played all the rest of them including <laughs> portable ops which is ooh, controlling that game is iffy but um no i love the it, it's so funny it's like when when in the time in my life when i enjoyed that stuff I have happy memories for that, mm-hmm. and I can go back through that stuff now. Of course, in Metal Gear Solid, you can skip all that stuff. It's a little bit harder than the PlayStation original because you Got can only like fast, fast scroll through like the the each individual yeah, screen. The cut scenes that go on forever and stuff. But, right, yeah, but, but but like you you can kind of advance that. Sure. sure. Um, but uh, you know, because I have nostalgia for it too. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I'll give you a per example. I I loved Red Dead Redemption. I love that oh, game. Yes, that yeah. game was so good. So Red Dead Redemption Two came out. And I got it a little bit late because you know I don't I don't jump on new games so much these days. Uh, but I was like I was like all right I love this game this will I'll really enjoy this and I'm playing through it and I probably put you know a dozen and a half hours into it maybe two dozen hours. So that's a serious amount of time, right? That's like that's not chump change. That's like actual time in a video game. And just you know, I just got to the point where it's like all I'm doing is talking to someone and then going and fetching the thing and then coming back and talking to him again. Like, this is boring as hell. Right. And and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that people shouldn't play that no. game or any game that they like. I, I, I do not gatekeep when it comes to games. No, no, no. I think anything that, that can bring people joy, whether it's video games or otherwise, I mean, God bless, because it's hard enough to find that in life. Right. Uh, but for me... I, I want to, you know, I want a little guy that kind of looks like he was made in 1982. And uh, maybe he shoots, maybe he just jumps and he runs around and we do stuff together. And then, you know, it lasts, you know, 10 to 30 minutes typically. And uh, that's it. Yeah, so, and that's the great thing about video games. There's a, the other great thing about them is that there are video games that appeal to all different times. I love story driven games, but to your point, like you get yeah. the enjoyment out of the, what we call what we might call a platform, or at least controlling a dude jumping around somewhere, you know, doing something. So it, you, it's so funny. It's not just platforms because I love. Uh, I mean, like you said, you had uh, Lords of Thunder up there, which I love shmups, and I mean that is a very what I would say like a consoleized shmup. Like that's a very yeah. you know you got like the arcade and like more the Toho type stuff, the bullet. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I haven't really gotten so much into those, although I have great admiration for them. It's just I haven't really played that many of them. Right. But, you know, but I mean, even shmups, you know, it's it, there's so, there's a fascination that I have with, OK, we're going to start going and you're going to have to just try to like ride this wave right. through to the end. And if you crash, sucks to be you, buddy, <laughs> in most cases, yeah, you know, exactly. Um, so I, I think I think that's real. I mean, like, you know, it's yeah, so I use like one example, but I mean, I, I do love a wide variety of old games. But, right. you know, once it once the story is the focus more than the gameplay, once the gameplay is a mean 
to the next bit of story. That's not for me. Sure, I, sure. I, I, I want I, like if you have a little bit of story to advance a whole bunch of gameplay, that, that's kind of cool. I'm okay with that. <laughs> no, and I think that's a great that's a great insight because it's then it's I can see why speedrunning appeals to you so much because that is the essence of a great speedrun is being able to do combination of button inputs and the right moves at the right time and all that kind of stuff about controlling the character and stuff. I totally dig it. Yeah. I guess my experience of retro gaming live TV or RGL, <laughs> uh, I can't remember when it was, but I was of all things I was watching Sky Bills play Castlevania, and I think when I, I think it was probably early on when I got onto Twitch where I was just like, "Where's the retro?" <clears throat> I didn't know that retro content people even streamed that, so RGL yeah. was one of like. I wouldn't say it was the only one, but it was definitely one of the ones like just there was constant re uh, retro stuff coming out of RGL. Um, so yeah. what exactly is retro gaming live TV? Well, um, man, that's that's a weird, long story. Um, so it started off as the brainchild of this fellow named Solid Frog. And the idea was just get a group of retro streamers, not even speedrunners. It was not is supposed to be like a speedrunning specific thing um but get a bunch of retro streamers together and just have them put out content that they would kind of like to see and uh it, you know it was pretty good <laughs> but it was kind of i mean like there was no problems with it you know for an upstart thing it like actually caught on much faster than i expected i'm like i i remember when i was it, it, I, I was uh asked to join you know in before the, the the thing actually took off um i talked to a buddy of mine who was also asked i was like i was like what do you think about this this he's like well if it sucks we'll just not do it anymore <laughs> i was like i'm like yeah okay it's like because i'm you know I'm, like, I'm so like everything has to be long term uh so it's like okay yeah that makes sense um so you know going into the the first deal it's like, uh, you know, don't know what to expect long term or short term, but uh, we started off, even though it wasn't a speed running specific thing, we started off with a race, multi game race, of course. where it was a one, two, three race. So it was uh, the games Contra, because it's Contra 1, um, Contra, Mega Man 2, and Super Mario Brothers 3. So those three games all in a row. Uh, and that was our first ever stream slash event. And then from there, it was a lot of individual streams uh, sporadically throughout the week. You know, um, like a couple hours, most nights of the week, I think, maybe every night of the week. Um, and that's cool and all, but to me, now, especially like looking back, I mean, and, and I, like I said, it actually grew pretty well, you know, considering at the time, like much faster than my individual dream <laughs> had grown at that time. Um, so it, like, and people started to see it as like, oh, this is a boon. I need to get on RGL TV and have a, a little taste of that spotlight because that's going to do well for me. Hmm. Um, and uh, and that, that was very cool to see people respond like that, to, to, to think of it as, you know, a place where they can showcase themselves and get a bump uh, in their Twitch viewership. So, so, I mean, that so that worked well for us. But to me, I mean, if you're going to have... Uh, like a lot of just random people streaming random stuff. I mean, that's, that's everywhere. That's Twitch. Right. Like that's, uh, and I mean like, yes, retro there's that, but um, I mean, I feel like most people, I, I don't, I don't know that, that this may be a question for you when you got into retro flat, when were you looking for specific retro stuff or were you just like, ah, anything eight or 16 bit will do. Right. Let's go. That, that's a great question. So solid frog in the chat, by the way, he says, thanks for the oh, shout hey. out. And does it, but yeah. I think that's a really good point that, uh, for, so 
I didn't even know this was out there. And uh, I, you know, I'm in my thirties. I, I grew up with the Nintendo, all of these consoles and stuff like that. So I didn't even know what I was looking right. for. And, and RGL like provided that for me because you were saying it's kind of disparate streamers. Everyone was streaming. There were right. There were not a lot of speed runs. I mean, I shouldn't say they were run. They weren't exclusively speed runs. There were people right. doing randos and, and, and all these I'd say it's about two thirds speed runs. And then like, well, in those days when you, by the time you got there, that might've been even like during or after the 24 hour right. uh, experiment slash. And I remember that's uh, the one thing I could watch time. it at midnight yeah. in, on the West coast because yes. it was still on at that time. Yes. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah. So I, I guess uh, if you don't mind taking just a quick step back, wh- sure. when did this start? What was the first year that it started? And, and when did you guys like start this thing up? Uh, I believe we started in 2015. Okay. Um, yeah, so the end of 2015, around about, it was either October, November. That makes um, sense, because that's about right when and, I started watching uh, Twitch, so. Yeah, um, and, and so that was, that was you know, where we had that kickoff event. And then we, you know, from there it was like, you know, a couple, two and three times a week, and then, you know, expanded out to more days a week. But still, limited hours and <laughs> kind of, you know, hey, this guy likes fighting games, so he might play some fighting games. And then someone else is going to play an RPG and like, it's a weird kind of cross section for how, like building an audience. And then like solid frog would eat weird stuff and people would <laughs> donate a lot of money. <laughs> um, he says so, October 13th, 2015 was the first stream. Wow. Yeah. So, um, um, did it, so I, I don't remember the first year very well because my memory of, of speed running in general at that time is like just Mario three and Zelda two. So, mm-hmm. um, were, were events part of it early on or was it like you're saying it was it just pretty much just people streaming their own thing well the original idea was that like you know hey you you got we're going to build a platform where it's going to be a little bit bigger than maybe what you're used to streaming on so because of the group effort right but i mean you you go and do your thing so people can see you under a little bit brighter lights cool. and then you take that back to your stream and you know you got a little bit extra viewership as a result which which is pretty much how it went you yeah, know for, yeah. for that, that first while with that crescendo of viewers early on it's like oh cool now you know there's some people that i met through rgltv in in that chat that are now coming over to right. when i do my individual stuff that's neat but then we, we we were kind of doing i don't know if it was exactly monthly but it was like some you know fairly regular events like we did a um like a blind race of some games and and then there was like a Mega Man 6 blind race uh and yeah so uh, stuff like that uh, uh, so it had and then you know it, it expanded a little bit more to like a Disney relay and stuff we had multiple teams and multiple games uh, you know and then from there you know what really changed things was when we got that host from GDQ which as which I've experienced twice now. I think I may be the only person who's who's been hosted by GDQ twice, although technically like wasn't specifically me. But no, so so one one of the original uh, members and I were at that AGDQ because uh, at the the old place in, in Herndon, and, uh, and and your girl Skybill was like, I'm gonna, I, I think they're going to host RGL TV because she had joined the team at that point, and she she you know she's pretty well in that circle being yeah. a host and everything. So she kind of put in the word for us. And they hosted us, and and Philosopher and I just had like the biggest bro hug. So well, you uh, pointed, you pointed to something too that actually I would say is still <laughs> happens today that. Even when I was watching in 15 and 16, I would, as a viewer, I would see similar viewers in other people's chats, not just the RGL channel. And that still yeah. happens today, which is awesome. I think that's one of the great things about it is that we're, we're all kind of interested in obviously some similar uh, viewing yeah. experiences. And it's nice that you get to know these same people that follow you to these different uh, streamers chats as well. 
I feel like in a lot of cases the the polarization has reversed in a way though. Mm. I feel like it's a like now it's almost five years later, right? Well, four and a half years later, right? So now all of our individual streams, you know, we <laughs> a lot of us have been pretty fortunate. Like I was certainly fortunate with my stream, and and then others who have had you know good success with their stream now are now bringing their viewers right. into RGL TV for different events. And, you know, when we cast that wider net for our bigger events, there's obviously, you know, some, some new folks in the mix as well, but it's kind of like everyone brings their audiences a little bit too, to the kind of uh, normal pool of viewers in RGL TV. As well. Um, so it's kind of neat how that dynamic has shifted as, as individually we have grown a, a, a alongside RGL TV and kind of parallel to RGL TV in some cases, as, as we've moved a little bit away from just individual stuff to more focus on, I mean, we still do some individual streams here and there, but it's really all about the events now. I mean, that's our bread and butter. Well, and thank you for segueing to that. So get us, how do we get from different streamers doing their things? How do, where do, what take us a little bit to the journey about what you might consider the first event or the, or moving to events. Okay. So, well, we can't, we, we have to first talk about, we talked about like, you know, that in, inaugural event that, that one, two. So like we, we came right out of the gates with an event and then we get hosted and, and we know like, we had a little bit of advanced warning days. So we're like, maybe we should cut, like try to keep streaming as long as we can try to get partner. <laughs> like, because i mean like there's this business aspect of it too a lot of people when you get into streaming you're not i mean like at least for speedrunners you're not necessarily thinking like ching ching bling bling dollar dollar bills y'all you know yeah. but but there was that aspect of it because you know you're you're trying to set this thing up and there is some money coming in and you you want to do right by the people who are putting in the work so we thought that okay maybe we can do 24 7 and we hadn't put like a ton of thought into it at the time. We were, it basically, it basically was let's try to keep streaming as long as we can off of this host because you know, hundred thousand viewers ain't too shabby. And then, and then ride that wave as long as we can. And then we very quickly coordinated with everyone else. Trying, okay, like you're gonna take over at this time so we don't lose the view. And then you're gonna take over. And that that became began the twenty four seven era. Ooh. Uh, which WWE totally ripped off of us for their title. Now it's ridiculous, but um, yeah, no, we, we were we were twenty four seven for like like six months or something like that, a, a long time, uh, at like an exhausting time. It, it, I think it it was it was really bad in a lot of ways. Looking back, I mean, it was great. Uh, like it it was a really clever way to do it, but try as we might, we would apply and apply and apply. And there was, there deny, deny, deny. Uh, so like it didn't even reach the, the goal that we wanted, but we definitely had more viewers. We definitely gained that notoriety from doing that. And like you said, you could tune in whenever you wanted and watch. And that's a really cool thing to be able to offer. But at the same time, people had real lives right. and families and jobs and, yeah. and it became really burdensome after a while. And people were, you know, like hijacking the stream because they were having mental <laughs> breakout because of the 24 seven, but right. like because of their own life. Yeah. And they're like, well, I got to go stream now. And, you know, so we did away with it. Solid Frog says very exhausting in all caps. Like that's it. Was, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, uh, you know, it's about the time that was starting to wind down. That's when Solid exited as as the, the man running the ship. And transition over to to Maction, and that was more of like a a transitional period where it was like, okay, we're going to scale back on twenty four seven, but there was no real like plans to drive us forward at that time. Were, and and that, that's not a slight. It was just no, no. 
It's like, okay, let's, you know, let's kind of scale this back, but put out like maybe 12 hours a day instead, which is still a lot, but maybe is not killing everyone quite as badly. Uh, so we kind of did that and we still did kind of our, some regular events here and there. Um, and, and some new events even, but really once Maction departed uh, a few months later, it kind of, it, it's funny because the solid said, okay, Maction's in charge. I'm out. <laughs> and, and, and we, like everybody respected Maction and like, he, you know, he's a stand up guy. So we're like, cool, no problem. There was no issues. And then Max is like, okay, I'm leaving. Uh, like it, he was very cordial and everything. Sure. He's he's wonderful. He's a he was he did a reading of Worlds of Power Bionic Commando book on Christmas <laughs> Eve on our channel to this which he's done every year. That's so. So, awesome. so he's still a dear friend of, of the stream sure. and of me personally. So like, there's no hard feelings or anything. Yeah. But you know, he left and he didn't name a successor. So you know, like I'd been around for since the beginning. Uh, and then um, I had brought aboard uh, my buddy Anthole, and like really, like long story short, like he's taken over pretty much like he the, he's the hustle of everything. He's like the the get shit done guy. Nice. Um, so like he you know when when something needs doing, he's pretty much the guy who's wrangling it. Um, but like it, it's kind of you know that nebulous weird transition. But what we knew, what we all knew. Like coming out of, of Maction being in charge was that like we got to get down on these events like that. This is where we got to really build things up. Uh, so one of the things that I had done a little bit on my stream was were a couple of one night only tournaments. Uh, which we, originally we did uh, for a ROM hacker Mega Man two called Cutman's Bad Scissors Day, um, and which is just like the it's kind of this appalling thing, but it's got burst chaser speed. So it's fantastically fun to play, <laughs> but like it is really crude graphics and um, some questionable language here in 2019. <laughs> so, uh, um, you know, it's a little bit odd. Um, and then like, and then I like a Kung Fu one. I don't And then, so I'm like, well, let's do these one. I only tournaments. Cause I mean, it, to me, it was like, you know, you go play pickup basketball or something, you know, you like, you don't have to have a months long commitment to it. You just go on a Saturday right. and, you know, mm -hmm. and shoot around a little bit and then you, you work up a sweat and you go home. So like bring that concept into, into here. Uh, so, you know, cause there's been a lot of tournaments for other channels that have petered out and not ever finished because, you know, the reach exceeds the grass. Yes. So, you know, we were kind of aware of that. Like, well, what if we do something that's very narrow in scope? <laughs> Uh, that that you can't really screw up too much other than like if people don't show up the day of and we've had that happen a couple times but for the most part it's been great because you know people sit down and like maybe it's an eight hour commitment if it's like a really fleshed out tournament but you know it, it's one day out of your life and you have a lot of fun and uh and played a really cool video game over and over so what's not to love about that so that, that was like one of the the, the the i guess the transitioning events uh, that we started doing was the one night only tournaments, but then, you know, something that we wanted to do for a while and then really started to run with was retrothon, which is our biggest event of the year. That's our online speed running marathon. And, and again, at that point it was like, we're all in on speed running, right. <laughs> you know, like, all the folks who were casual had left the building. <laughs> we're like, all right, speed running time to shine. Um, so we leaned into that. And I mean, to me, I don't know. I mean, certainly probably not everyone feels this way, but to me, retro gaming like watching someone casually play through something is one thing but as seeing that extra level of skill is that that's a little bit more appealing i think right. 
So, I mean, so that, and, you know, we were all a bunch of speedrunners anyway. So, biased though we may have been, uh, it seemed like an easy way to go. So, I, I think I can definitely relate to, you know, Solid also points out in the chat that RGL was like a second job for him. He's also got some love for Maction that it's, you know, you had this thing going on where it was like the second job, but you're not getting, you know, you're not making your second job wages and have to pay rent. And no, <laughs> I've noticed. So when I first got on the Twitch, I just assumed, and this was so ignorant of me that everyone was 15 and that there was a, it was a young man's game. A lot of teenagers, all the modern <laughs> games, you know, it's modern warfare. It's all these things. And little yeah. did I know that most of the people into the retro scene are my age. They're like, you know, yeah. late 20s 30s all that kind of thing and it's you know you want you some of a lot of us have families a lot of us have, have you know lives that are not all just about speed running and i i think that that's i think that makes uh, it's completely understandable why the channel had to morph and why you guys evolve and do these other things i also think yeah. too that speed running just for retro content really translate well for a viewer um there you, yeah. because you you know there were things where you remember as a kid how the hell could i have done this or that and you see a speed runner yeah. just destroy it you know yeah absolutely and i think that's one and of the great things i mean for me too i mean that's that's inspiring to see someone else do stuff like that and that like it can be intimidating too at times i mean even still to this day as long as many games like, i still see stuff i'm like oh, i don't think i can do that <laughs> even though like time and time again I, yeah. I like i prove that i can do right. things that i'm convinced that i can't do but uh, you still see stuff where at first blush like no nah, there's no way i can do that Dude. But but I mean, there's a lot of other stuff. There's a lot more stuff, even I would say, that you see that like I can probably do that, and that's so empowering to see that. Like that to is... see so because like you know, have you ever seen the movie The Edge? It's a movie with oh. uh, Anthony Hopkins Toe and point. Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Oh wait, no, that's not uh, the ice skating. The that's... Edge. Which no, no, no. Yeah. Sorry, different one. Yeah. It's, it's The Edge. They 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 basically um get marooned in a, a forest, and this bear starts chasing them. Oh, wow. And they they're, they're telling a story about how this is like one part of the movie, but uh they're like. Uh, I heard about a guy killing, you know, a, a you know, two-ton grizzly bear or whatever. Um, <laughs> like, like we can't kill him, Charles. We can't kill a bear. Like, say, say what one man can do, another can do. And it's like their their mantra. And so, like, and and that's like a really good mantra for speedrunning. What Dude. one man can do, another can do. Like, what what one person can do in speedrunning, you can also do if you put in the effort and it, you you have some of the resources that they were afforded. You can you can do the same thing. I know you know not everyone has comparable skill level, but in a lot of cases, you can do what you're seeing other people do, and that's very empowering and very fun to to try to do. That is such a good lesson. I have always considered myself. I don't have a lot of good skills to play video games, but one thing. I do do is I will keep practicing until I yes. actually figure it out. Stubbornness is a yeah. very powerful characteristic to have in it really it is. can make up for a lot of faults <laughs> that is so true but i mean I, that's the thing i think if you if there's one lesson to take away at all from any speedrunner we've ever talked to is that when you're watching what they do on screen it's something just try it out for yourself if you're at all interested because you will uh, you'll be surprised what you can accomplish with just a couple of uh, reps on something you know practicing something yeah uh yeah. cypher has some nice things to say in the channel just throw it out. it's a fantastically run ship and the team is super collaborative we care about each other and it gives uh, the dynamic he's saying much props to enemy and anthole and i think that's you know getting back to the uh, the, the the what we were discussing is that that's obviously you know you especially when you're working with a team i assume you all have to be able to work well and collaboratively and come up with some to work together yeah um it, you know I, I it occurred to me like when i was sitting down to start the call with you that like one of the real challenges is dealing almost exclusively in text because <laughs> even you can know someone for years and years and years and you'll just like wake up feeling a certain way one day, or maybe they will 
and like you'll read something that's re- just b- this benign comment and you'll start thinking like it means a thousand different things and it's like boils over this other nonsense and then you got to quash that nonsense so like you know just like any good relationship communication is the foundation right but like it but because everything's in text like wrinkles like that can come up um but aside from that aside from that foolishness and it is foolishness um yeah i mean like i think pretty much everyone's coming at this like you know we have such a a mature group now right like, and, and what I mean is, like, so many people have been around for years at this point. Mm. Um, and we have a certain way of doing things, which is, you know, event-focused. And, you know, if you want to go do individual stuff, that's fine. But, uh, you know, you might see more benefit doing individual stuff on your own stream at mm-hmm. this point. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, you're if you have new viewers on that stream, that's a, a direct connection. It's kind of difficult <laughs> To, and I see this more and more from like other channels as well. It's kind of difficult and, and le- happening less often where you stream on another channel, even if it's a pretty popular channel, even if it's a really popular channel, it's really difficult to get someone to click a link to send you to send them to another Twitch channel so they can press the follow button. <laughs> like those are apparently insurmountable steps for some people. Um, which is why everyone should host and rate at the end of their streams. Absolutely. Uh, uh, but like to, some, sometimes just being out there on on your own channel is powerful and just like kind of doing the same thing you would do uh but on a different channel uh in in my experience so uh and again maybe i'm a little jaded by it but i mean i, I feel like you know there's there's less of that carryover that crossover from you know spotlight channels and, and events to uh to you know, our own individual stuff. It's more about like the experience of the event, in, in my opinion, at this point, than uh, you're just hey, I got some, some extra spotlight. But there's a little bit of that still too. It depends on the event. So if um, you don't mind, we dig in a little bit. So like, I mean, sure. I, I have a little bit of bias and an affinity towards Retrothon. Yes, I have been able, yeah. been lucky enough to perform. Me on too. It. But <laughs> but it, it, it just it, it it's everything that I love about what RGL does and everything. It like it highlights first of all consoles and games I've never heard of and never seen. But on the flip side of it, it's also stuff that has a bunch of nostalgia to me what was kind of yeah. the idea and the thought process behind doing something like retrothon that it, i gotta tell you it's i don't want to say completely but it's different than what we see let's say with just games done quick and some of the other marathons out there yeah uh well i mean it's online first so that separates it from games Done quick obviously um well so games Done quick obviously is not a retro focused event uh classic games Done quick is going on right now uh, and I'm running DuckTales 2 in that. Hey, uh, hold on, hang on. Got to keep the on. That's on Sunday afternoon. But um, so I mean, like that's their that's their roots. Okay, is, is retro gaming. And there are other events out there uh, that they're like NES focused or Master System focused. I think yeah. was one great marathon. Great marathon. Cer- cer- certainly the Super Nintendo, the, the, the SNES Superstars. Best of um, NES, some of those type of things, yeah. And, and, and like, and SNES Superstars is is wonderful in that it casts such a wide net. It's like if you have a game that you can play, not even necessarily speedrun. Like <laughs> we got time for you. Yeah. Uh, and, and Retrothon's different. We're like we have this schedule to. F- so and and we're fortunate in that you know with you know like the Toad on the roster, he he runs so deep with his different speed runs that like we can fill gaps. Yeah. You know, so like if if something comes up with a runner, we can gap and you know like there's a couple others of us that, that aren't too shabby with like, the games either um so like we, we know that you know come what may we're gonna make this work 
in, in terms of like having games to play at any time of day. Um, but yeah, our, our goal was like, not just, you know, wall it off and like, make it about they, there, there are events where it's like, Oh, you have to be a world record holder, which is like, I've seen people be like, Oh, that's a cool thing because you know, you're seeing like the best of the best, but um, you know, a, some of those events aren't actually world record holders only. So that's a weird thing to brag about. And, and two, like, again, it's gatekeeping, you know, at that point, like it, GDQ is hard enough to get into, you know, like it's an exclusive enough club, even as, as, as big as it is. Um, so like it doesn't, we don't need to like try to find a reason to exclude stuff, people. What we try to do is get as many different consoles as we can. Like we, we want people to like the first year we did it, we had virtual boy on there. Uh, uh, that was like the, the main crazy one, like Saturn, which isn't all that crazy, but like how many people run Saturn stuff, you know, not a ton. Um, and then, like we had, we had the big Turbo Graphics block this past year. Um, yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> and, and like you know, um, I remember shmup blocks and stuff. Like we, like we, we just try to expand it out and include as much different stuff as possible. Like I think I might have done the 3DO game on there. I don't know, but I mean, the point is, like, there's a lot of awesome retro stuff, and a lot of it is underserved. And granted there's definitely a Nintendo bias on Twitch. Like just the the viewership, like Nintendo won for a reason. Mm-hmm. And yep. uh, and there's a lot of people who want to mm-hmm. live in that space still. And God bless them, because I love Nintendo. I'm a Nintendo kid growing up. Sure. But um, but if anything that we can do to like highlight, you know, especially Turbo Graphics, um, but any of those consoles that that were out in that time period that we normally focus on, uh, which is more or less up through the year 2000, there, we have some variances. But I mean, that's in the general uh, rule. Um, anything up through that space, we want, we want it all. We want it all in there. We, you know, uh, come in, come bring it, whatever you got. Dreamcast, uh, you know, the CDI, that, that weird, uh, um, that Amiga 32 console, bring it all, uh, you know, um, cause that, that you don't, you don't see that stuff often. And even if you, you could see it often, even if someone was streaming every day of the year, <laughs> Even if someone's streaming every day, you may never have never even who's going out there and looking for the Amiga 32. But you might see that it's like, oh man, this is kind of interesting. I wouldn't get to see this otherwise. And that I think is what's so cool about Retrothon because it, it's it's not this exclusive thing. It's it's a very uh, like inclusive is kind of a term that's overused, but like in terms of like console space and and you know the requirements for you know where you are in the leaderboard that's not there it we, we just want to see cool runs and 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 people who want to have fun playing these games and and put them on as big a stage as we can and we're very like retrothon one was our biggest event that we've ever done retrothon two more than doubled it in terms of viewers so it, so that was that was wonderful that was wonderful news because that means people are excited to to be a to be a part of it from either a runner standpoint or a viewer standpoint and hopefully that means they're going to be excited for some of the new stuff that we can bring to the table hopefully you know as long as people submit you know new and crazy stuff we'll put that out there this year and it'll be a lot of fun I thought uh, I've obviously enjoyed both the both watching both of them, but I thought one of the coolest things that happened this year, first of all, it was front paged to start it with. So that was just like a yeah. huge boon, uh, especially because it was Newtopia. That was awesome. Yeah, and, that's right. <laughs> but uh, but also yeah, they had, they had Vanny's uh, or Vanny's uh, world. 
<laughs> right, exactly. His world, his world yeah. record. Uh, but but on top of that, like at any given time, there were hundreds of people watching, and so so somebody who was running perhaps a game that not many people have heard of, or mm-hmm. may only stream to one or two people, they had this platform and this opportunity to 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 share their love of their game with a new community, and I really think that's powerful. From like just to just, uh, you guys are obviously passionate about games, and you're just you're supportive of keeping this stuff alive. Because if people aren't playing these games, and if people don't know about them these games die you know like there are still games that we we don't we, we think are lost or whatever you know mm-hmm. uh, abandoned wear things like that and it's it, i think it's so like it's so empowering but important at the same time that this kind of thing exists and i, I don't think there's really anything like it if you ask my opinion of like uh, you know uh, as far as a marathon goes it's really unique and really awesome uh, I, I, uh, yeah i mean like we definitely i mean there's you know like we said there, you know, there's other stuff that's you know along those lines but it's singularly console focused right. so i mean yeah i guess yeah, I didn't. I, it never occurred to me that there was an importance to it uh, from like a historical standpoint. Like, you know, um, but I, I suppose there's some of that too. I mean, that's it, 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 if if that is something we are charged with, like, you know, I think we're all happy to pick up that mantle and carry it for as long as. We, well, I really like dug it. We, we are all passionate about about these games and and showcasing them. Totally. Uh, if you don't mind, bring it. Can you take us a little bit behind the scenes? What does it take to put on something yeah. like Retrothon or a one night only or one of these type of events that you guys host? Uh, well, one night only takes only one day, so that's that's Perfect. a lot easier. But but I mean, you know, it, it, it's kind of a concentrated thing. And if you have a lot of people in an event, like one, probably our most popular one night only tournament or the Castlevania. Uh, one and only tournament which we've done i think three years now two or three years um and uh do that that usually gets a pretty big turnout so it's a lot of you know communication there again and coordinating with folks about like when they need to be up and 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 have their their stuff active but even before you get to that point uh, and this is true of all of our events we have we have a wonderful art director by the name of the three two um, we we have amazing developers in Kavik and Shema X, um, who we just call Shema, uh, but there's an X. So you can go follow him on Twitch. That's why I'm putting the X in there. Um, and he has been streaming more lately. Um, and they they are the collective straws that stir the drink because, um, I mean they they have the the knowledge and or they they have the ability to bring ideas to actual existence um you know a lot of times when when so you want to stream what and you put an overlay together right because you want to pretty up your stream a little bit okay so say you're doing that for um a whole bunch of different games in a tournament or a whole bunch of different runs throughout an eight days long marathon that's a lot of overlays so one of the things kavik has done is create a tool where we can pull the information from our calendar and it will auto populate the artwork the the layouts that were created by the three two with that information so all we have to do all all us dummies who are restreaming (laughs) all we have to do is copy a link into obs (sighs) and say okay go and then pops right up everything's there and it's like it's so because we you know for the first retrothon it wasn't like that we had to do it each individual one and and the restreamers had to be way on the ball but now restreamers have it significantly easier which is great because you know when you're restreaming there's maybe you know, a half dozen to a dozen things you're juggling at the same time, especially if you're kind of coordinating uh, stuff behind the scenes, getting other people ready to go for their runs. Um, 
and and you know god forbid something goes wrong at the same time there's some fire you have to put out so there's a lot of balls in the air that you have to keep in the air to keep a stream going especially uh, uh, along uh, an eight uh, eight day long event or, or even a one day event with a bunch of people um so so you get all of those assets set up ahead of time and um and then you know you coordinate and you have to have good people we have it's such a wonderful team uh, the best team out there, as far as I'm concerned. I'm biased, but who cares? Um, because you, you, know, you, you have to, you have to make time to do this stuff. This is, this is not, you know, your primary career. This is right. over and above for many of us. Um, and, you know, you, to come in and and put in that time and and deal with people who are maybe a little less prepared than you would like them to be, and you have to through some of the setup stuff that you're like well you know we provided this stuff weeks ago but yeah, 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 okay hey, you know. Let, let's go through it now <laughs> um uh thank you for answering uh, yeah, my tech uh, question <laughs> yeah. uh, all all that stuff uh all that stuff is going on constantly throughout these events and um you know, it, it's a very daunting thing to get into at first because you don't want to make the mistake that um people harp on or that could you know maybe bring the the stream to a halt for a time um so you know fortunately like i said we we have it pretty well streamlined now and, and like i said we have a pretty mature uh, who's been doing this for for more than a minute um so it, it pretty much goes smoothly but any the longer an event goes there's always guaranteed to be something that goes askew but the great thing is that when you have a, a team that's seen a lot and done a lot you can you know pivot pretty easily and and sort stuff out. Like we've had stuff in Retrothon where people's internet have crashed or their computer is blue screened or uh, their console is um, has you know broken in the middle of a run or whatnot. And and it's like okay, hey, you know, here's the all call for for the team. Like who can run something right now? We have to fill 25 minutes. Like oh yeah, I can you know I'll play this game that you've never heard of. Right right. Like, okay. And, you know, and that's the great value of Retrothon in particular, because, like, you can't play anything right. for that. It doesn't have to be a specific thing. And especially so, because I mean, you guys all play games. Like, you guys all have an arsenal yeah. of games. Like, you're saying Toad. I mean, Toad, what's it, 100 games or whatever that he could play? At I night. think, like, I well mean, over 300 speed oh runs at this point. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> or thereabouts, like, approaching that. Right. So, I mean, so, I mean, obviously, that's an incredibly valuable person to have on staff. <laughs> uh, and, and, like, his schedule is pretty much open availability as well so that that's wonderful and then, but we have other people as well and we have a it's funny because a, a lot of us play a lot of similar games but we have a pretty good cross-section of diversity in our gameplay you know what we what we speed run to so that makes it a little bit easier as well because we do like to schedule stuff that that makes thematic sense together like a turbo graphics block that ends with a shmup so it can go into the shmup block oh, nice nice uh, and then like you know yeah. and then maybe it's a, a a konami shmup so we can go into like konami games or something like that right. like that's just an example but you know we try to put it together in a nice flowing way and you know maybe sometimes you just have to bite the bullet and throw in whatever but you know in a lot of cases we can keep that stuff going pretty well uh because we do have such a strong team who are supportive of each other and who want to make our, our events uh as as good as they can 
Um, you know, the, one of the things I, I, I don't remember, I don't, I don't remember the first year you guys did it, but NLSS is uh, something that RGL now does a live event. And I'm, yes. I, I, I don't know if it's been, has it been two, you've had done it two years now or, or is it three? So NLSS, NLSS for RGL started in 2019. Oh, 19, um, was this year? We, yeah, that, that was, that was the first ones hosted. Um, the event actually started in 2018, I believe. Cool. Um, I don't know if Yells is around or if you talked to him at all about it. Last um, week. <laughs> he was yeah. last episode. Um, uh, I may be misremembering. So um, to my recollection, there, I thought they did – maybe they did one in 2017 and then two in 2018. Okay. Um, gosh, I mm, I wish I knew off the top of my head. Um, so, so that started as um, a buddy of Yells that he worked with was also a speedrunner. Like, I don't know about you, but – I don't know any other speedrunners where I no, work. No, nobody. <laughs> I have a pretty big institution that I work at. Um, although increasingly people know what GDQ is. So that's that's becoming cool. a thing, yes. Yeah. Um, figures as I'm moving away from that space. But, uh, you know, um, Johnny, come lately. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're just a bunch of speedrun hipsters. That's all. Um, so, so it originally it was just you know a kind of a promotional idea that um, the the store manager had because he he had talked to the one guy in Yells and they found out that they were speedrunners and like hey why don't you come in and do some speedruns and you know maybe try to jumble a little extra business you know people watching you guys play at a high mm -hmm. level and uh, you know as happens with any first time event lots of tech issues sure. um, like I think like half of the or, or maybe like a little bit of the marathon had no sound. Mm -hmm. And they didn't know it because, you know, it was on, um, it was on like a new channel. <laughs> so it's only a couple handful of viewers anyway. Right. Um, so, but I mean, but that was such a cool concept to me. I, I watched that and um, I knew yells a little bit at that point, but I was like, okay, so you're having a, a, a speedrunning event in a game store, so, in a retro game store, like we're better to do it, <laughs> you know? Um, so, so I attended two of them i think uh all this stuff blurs together man you know you do enough of these yeah I, i'm pretty sure so maybe there's only one in 2018 or maybe i don't know maybe the first one in 2018 second one i did um regardless um so i i, I went to the next one and it was just such a great time it, it, it's such a it, it's what i you'll hear all the time people like man i wish gdq was like it used to be and and I and, and when I went there, like this is what I imagined GDQ was like back in, in the original classic games on Quick, right. where it was, I guess, just in Mikuyama's basement, or you know, <laughs> right, um, but and like it wasn't a basement, but it, it had that very intimate feeling because you know it was like a dozen chairs, mm -hmm. you know, right. and like you know, uh, like ten runners yeah. or whatever, and then like you know, hey, you're gonna play five games, and then you're gonna play five. Games. You know, we'll just, you know, keep passing the controller around like that. And so it's like, it's just a much different vibe. And um, I, I, even if it's not NLSS, although I hope it is, but even if it's not NLSS, I really encourage folks to not, you, the big events are great and wonderful. And I encourage, but smaller events like this are just such a different and, and, and fun vibe from from the big events which are there it's like it's a difference between like like new york city and you know like this town you grew up in <laughs> like a little sleepy town that like you know where everything is you know everyone by name 
uh, and it's just like it's super comfortable. Uh, that you you don't have to worry about everything versus like the hustle and bustle and both can be great but they're a very different dynamic and i feel like people should experience both because there's value in both of them one of the um things that is awesome about any live event is that it's a chance for speedrunners to hang out with speedrunners all right just let me back yeah. it up it's a fact it's, it's a chance for gamers to hang out with other gamers and mm -hmm. there is something really awesome my small marathon event experience has been with calithon and it's a similar mm -hmm. it's, it's it reminds me a lot of nlss because you know somebody just grabs the the volunteers for this volunteer like there's you know everyone tries to pitch in and there's a small group of people and things like that uh but yeah. more importantly you get to hang out with people who are interested in the same thing that you're into and that's one of the things yeah. you can't put a value on you know there's i mean gaming is still very taboo in polite society that's... in a lot of cases hey what about Fortnite? like i don't know yeah. what you, you do the dances you know <laughs> that's that's it that's all i know because my kids they, yeah. they 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 know the Fortnite dance they never played Fortnite day in their life they do all the dances from it um so like you know that's that's a kind of a crappy thing that like this hobby that Hundreds of millions of people, maybe, uh, participate in uh, is is like you know people look down their nose at it. So so when you can get a group of like minded people together and just like drop all the pretense right. uh, surrounding it, it's so nice. It's so uh, comforting, and it's just it and, and then you know to have the niche within the niche of speedrunning. Right. Uh, it's like you say. It's just it's so good, and um, you know NLSS it. It, we, we take a little step each time. So we started hosting NLSS on RGL TV uh, with the, the May 2019 event. Uh, there's typically two a year, one in May and one in September. And um, and we, we started hosting on RGL TV. And that gave us the opportunity to expand it to have the after dark portion. Mm -hmm. So now it's kind of a mixed marathon where we have the, the two live in-store portions uh surrounded surrounding the after dark online portion uh and so that you know that way we can offer more more runs to the folks so it, you know like like you said you know back going back to 24 7 you have the the whole it, it, it used to just you know okay we're going to do day one and now we're going to dinner see you all tomorrow at 10 in the morning and like that's kind of a bummer for a marathon that, that having that hard stop that's a real momentum killer so now, you know, we have more people playing more games uh, and providing more content to viewers. And that's all a good thing. I'm not um, complaining at all, but living in California, there's a lot of times where a lot of <clears throat> live streaming is done by the time I can watch, which is usually 10 or 11 yeah. o'clock at night. And so I watch a lot of VODs, which don't get me wrong. I, I don't mind doing it. I love doing it, but it's just, it's a different thing when you can actually watch it live. Absolutely. <laughs> Glitchwitch yeah. uh, jumps in here. She says her favorite bit of NLS was when she was, NLSS was jumping in for commentary on random places. And that's, that's very true of, a, of an event that's so um, personal and so, you know, comfy and close as, as something like NLSS is. So yeah, I, I hope yeah. that I can, there's a there's a couple on my radar that I would really love to make it out to and attend one day. And NLSS is one of them. Uh, it's on the other side of the country, so it's not. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. I mean, I, I understand that like you have people's time off and, right. and people's money is limited. Uh, you know, totally. totally. I mean, I, I'm, I'm very fortunate that I, it's a two hour drive. Right, right, right. I, you know, that's which is doable. You know, so, but I, I do try to encourage all of my friends who, who maybe would have to take a plane flight. Like, GDQ is not the be all end all. No, 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 no. There are. <laughs> And then don't get me wrong, Lat, because you and I are very Dude. fortunate. We are among the fortunate few who have had the opportunity to play games on that stage, right. which which P 
people would step over their own mother for mm-hmm. the opportunity to do. Okay. Yeah. So I, I don't mean to discount sure, that. Sure, not at all. But but like I, I would I, there I'm just saying there's more out there. So even like I said, even and it's it's this absurd thing. Like I went to this one event that that was at um the Johns Hopkins University, which is a, a, a college around here. It's you know people know Johns mm-hmm. Hopkins University. Um, and it was it was a disaster, frankly. It was it was like uh, it was it took like two hours to get like after when it was supposed to start to like actually get going, and it was just like no one was watching it. Uh, it was on some channel I couldn't even tell you what channel it was. Right. Um, and like I was sick as a dog when I was there. So like it was it was like not a good event, but it was a fun event. You know what I mean? Like it, it was people I never hung out with before, but like maybe I kind of knew some of my name. It turned out one person lived in the same town I live in. <laughs> you know, it's so like oh, there's a speedrunner right around the corner. That's kind of neat. Um, so that that that's so like you say, it's so great to to find out about other people who share this weird super niche common interests with you um so even if it's like not like, ends up the greatest event in the world like no. nlss uh, <laughs> no no i don't say uh, that. It's, it's, there's still value in it because <laughs> i mean you you can get in on the ground floor or something and i think there's real value in that i mean we're talking about rgl tv uh, in the aggregate here and you know i was able to get in on the ground floor of that um and and there, there is value in building something up from the beginning but even if it's not that even if it's just a smaller event like Buckeye Speed Bash came back. I didn't even know it came back until uh, my buddy Elrock, uh, you know, one of our RGL TV yeah. members, he was, uh, he, he was like, "Hey, I got some games in the Buckeye Speed Bash." Like, they're doing it again. That's thing. fantastic. So great. Because uh, it get, like you, you, because that way you don't have to live and die right. by the big events. You, you can go and you can have that great uh, interpersonal experience with uh, with others who, who are like you and and close to you and you don't have to spend thousands of dollars on hotels and planes you can and, and you can still have a great time um i, I you know I, i'm a, I'm a diehard yeah. gdq person for two reasons you know one they the charity the money they raise for charity is just there's nothing yeah, absolutely. it's wonderful that wonderful. we have something like that wonderful. that does it but the other yes. thing too is that it's a great there are i'm glad that gdq has um started to reach some of the normies the normal folks because that's great for all of us because more people who are into this stuff are going to find us and going to find our communities and only i hope so hopefully make yeah. them better well you know just just be a yeah. part of them and, and and but so that's why i i agree with you totally on enemy we're not we're not pooping on that at all it's it's that no no no, there's, no. that's it, not that's not the point yeah it's not out of but, the, but, the, but there are a lot of people who are like Oh, like you, you see every time that the list right. comes out and, and people don't get bad, on it. And, and like, even me, like, like I'll submit stuff just to like, because that's what you do as a speed. That's runner. what you like, do as a speed. I have runner, no right. intention of going, but if I get a game in, I don't know. I'll think you about it. Figure find a way to do it. Yeah. You know, like that's the silly thing to speedrunners do. <laughs> and, and so like you submit, and it's like, even when you don't intend to go, you're like, damn it. They didn't take my games. <laughs> but some people, some people like, but that, I mean, that's the extent of it, no, you know, totally, in my totally. case, yeah. but like some people it's like, and it's just devastating. That's man. heartbreaking yeah. that they're like, they're like, I'm cru-. and And it's for, for the, the individual submitter. It is a very personal oh, response sure. to, to, to see rejected or, you know, not yeah. accepted. I mean, I uh, love this like, game. Why doesn't GDQ love this game? Yeah, you know? like, it's like, like, man, I put in, because you have that sweat equity built up right, that, right. that the individual reviewing the, the, the submissions and the scheduling, mm-hmm. they don't, they don't have that because right. they didn't play through the game with you and, and, and all your viewers and watch you do it. You did that. And so it's a very much more personal thing for you. And, and it can be soul crushing for so many people, but there are other options out there, folks. Yes. You can, you can go 
just there are not marathons are going away. Right, they're right. expanding. There's more and more of them every year. And so, so just that's that would be if, if anyone takes anything away from this this conversation that we're having. I hope that it's that they they go and explore other options for for uh, that marathon stage because a it'll make you better for the the day that you do go on stage at GDQ because that's a bright spotlight. Exactly. Like, that's, you know, I, I, I don't get shook too much about uh, being uh, in front of a crowd, but that first time you sit down, it's, it's a little jittery, you know, you but like, I mean, you know, and you're helping out your, right. your local or, or other events as well, helping them grow and, and they'll be forever grateful for that too. So, I mean, there's a lot of good to be had out there. So don't, don't take it too, like it's really easy to say don't take it personally uh when you get you uh, get, I, I just love the folks that like hey, i got three games in but don't feel sad if you didn't get any games in <laughs> wow that's, that's that must have been hard for you to uh lay that advice down for folks <laughs> but if we could just be real for one second how the hell do we get yeah. utopia into games done quick okay i'm just <laughs> no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk off one yeah there's, i know right there's I know. That, that, there's a chance that, that may happen now. Conversation for, uh, oh, okay, yeah. well, we'll, we'll catch. <laughs> um, yeah. All that being said, um, so uh, th- that's the, I think we've highlighted a bunch of really cool things that, that RGL is all these, there's so much going on at, at any given time. And I, I really love the direction it's taken the last year or so as to transition. I wouldn't say transition, but as it's evolved into events. Um, what's I, I know you guys just dropped a promo for 2020. What are kind of some of the yes. things we can expect for 2020 from uh, RGL? Okay, we have talked about this for so long, and and I am so thrilled to t- be talking to you right now, uh, uh, because <laughs> Turbo Ten is finally happening. I saw that. I didn't want to. It's finally <laughs> happening. I mean, this has been like three years in the making. That is so and awesome. To the point, I I originally put together six different lists uh, of ten Turbo Graphics games for for you know the long haul for this mm-hmm. and. Uh, due to a computer malfunction that, that that's lost to the ether. <laughs> lost forever. Um, yeah, it's it's in the annals of time somewhere. Um, but then fortune smiled upon us because uh, the good people at Konami, which how often do you get to say that in the that's context weird. of gaming? They they are releasing against all odds the the Turbo Graphics Mini and Sorry. the PC Engine Mini, which is amazing. Oh, Absolutely. Like, like that's the thing is like boy it'd be great if the turbo graphics mini came out never <laughs> we would joke Here's about turbo duo yeah. you know i would have never um, in a million years would have thought something no, like this would be happening no and and because of that and because and it has a really comprehensive list of great games it doesn't have all of them but it does have a really pretty good damn good section. list you're right not all of them like, are pretty like, good you, you, like you can't complain too much about right. that list mm-hmm. uh legendary acts we weep for you press nice. f to pay respects but but um uh, elsewise it's pretty <laughs> solid um so what what we intend to do with that is we're gonna have the turbo 10 we're gonna have it after the mini comes out cool. because all of the games that start planning what's gonna be on there now because <laughs> all the games are gonna come from the mini this time out awesome. because we figured we figured that way people could get their hands on the hardware and with roms being somewhat i mean you know you can still get roms yeah. but i mean they're somewhat more mm-hmm. tedious to acquire these days um, as your backup source, um, <laughs> Quite a cool. and, and or, or virtual console we, as well. Virtual console, but right. I mean, you can't buy anything new on there now. So uh, that's, yeah, that's well, right. I guess on maybe on Wii U, but the yeah. Wii that's right. long gone. Um, so, uh, but also, 
even for actual hardware owners, the CD stuff may become cumbersome for folks. Not only because you have to get the physical media going, but um, you have extra load times than you would have on the main. So we just figured that would kind of level the playing field. So we're fixing to do that. Um, hopefully shortly after that's released, which I think is in February, cool, early March. Yeah, yeah. Um, awesome. so, so, um, so we'll have that. Um, you know, obviously some of our staple races, Discathlon 3 is coming, uh, and that is an Anthole production. So I know no details about that. I have no idea what it's fixing to put on there this hey. time. But I love Disney games. I, I, I speedrun a fair few myself, so I'm, ex- I'm always excited for that. Um, we have the, both the Tiny 10 Remix number 3 as well as Tiny 10 number 11. We're happy that the Tiny 10 folks, the GB runners, are, are now over on our deal. TV, excuse me, and uh, you know we're we're excited for. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> lots excited. Yeah, sorry, uh, because uh, uh, Smula, so he yeah. reads a great podcast too about Game Boy. So anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Now, fantastic. Yeah. yeah um. So yeah, we're we're gonna have uh, both those Tiny Ten races. Um. If you've never heard of them, Tiny Ten is uh ten games from the Game Boy library, and Tiny Ten Remix is uh ten games from previous Tiny Ten races. Um. Which is kind of a way to uh. Breathe new life in for the for the diehards who have done multiple races. They get another opportunity to run those games, uh, but also try to encourage um, some new folks to dip their toes into the Game Boy speedrun waters um, by picking what we feel are maybe the ten best. And also on the remix, it's always full game, even if it wasn't full game in the original Tiny Ten. It's always full game. Oh, That's nice. why we like to do stuff nice. on our GLTV for our races. Um, <clears throat> obviously, the Nescathlon will be coming back as well. Uh, and uh, probably another set, SNES sprint uh, as well, um, which is a five-game race uh, instead of a ten-game race. SNES games are a little bit longer, and we because you know the nice thing about doing full-game runs for uh, for the multi-game races is that then when you're done, you have all those games you can submit to the leaderboard yep. instead of like a little piece here and there, and you can't submit anything. Mm-hmm. You have to go back and put in extra effort. No, the effort's done. Just submit the stuff, and you got those extra games on your profile. So that's uh, our thinking behind that. Um, as far as marathons go, of course, we ha- we're already well into our planning for RG Love submissions open. That's an internal event, um, so don't, don't be looking for submissions, everyone. But but for for our, just so you guys know, our submissions opened a, a couple days back, and um, you know we already got a ton, and we'll be sorting through that. Officially, it's supposed to be February fourteenth through sixteenth. It always ends up being like an entire week long right. because everyone runs a million games. Um, so we have that, and then of course we. Uh, have uh, Retrothought, which is our biggest event of the year. That's in April. It's usually in early April. And then uh, both our NLSS events as well. Um, so those are our main uh, four events, NLSS in May, NLSS uh, fall in September, uh, as well as we'll probably be doing another uh, charity fundraiser event as well. We may be looking into a new charity this year. Uh, we'll see. We'll have more information on that when it's finalized. And uh, Onots, uh, we have two one-night-only tournaments uh, lined up right now. Super Spike Volleyball, which is a game I really enjoyed as a kid. Um, so I may have to dust that one off, as well as uh, Bomberman uh, versus one-night-only tournament. Oh, so we'll nice. be doing some net play for that. Um, who doesn't love Bomberman? Yeah, right? it's such a great so, game. Perfect uh, for yeah, net so, play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, if you guys are interested in that, head on over to our Discord, which I'm sure Lat will include in It'll uh, be in the show or, notes. Or, yeah, yeah in the show notes. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> um, so, I mean, yeah, we, we, we post, we do every, all, almost all of our business through Discord. We certainly put stuff out on Twitter, but I mean, be in the Discord and you'll have the up to the second information for everything. Um, and that, that that's the, the, the main stuff that we're looking forward to uh, coming up in, in 2020. Gosh, 2020. 
I, I, God. Even, I don't even know how you fit all that into a year. Like that just, you just lit, routing, you know, spouting off that list of stuff. Uh, I uh, you know, you, you, you lose out on some sleep, but, uh, <laughs> it, but it's very sad. Like, uh, it, it's very exhausting to when you're putting on the marathons in particular. Um, and, and certainly I'm not doing as much work as some other people. So, but like, it is very satisfying work to like, there, there's something really, uh, really fun and really satisfying about um you know having that you know no safety net uh situation where like it's live everyone's watching it you get may have thousands of people watching at the time and you're juggling everything all at once uh and that and once it's all done like you breathe that sigh of relief like then that was great that that was that was really satisfying and 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 knowing that we put on a good show for folks we we or we enabled folks to put on a good show themselves is, is a more accurate way to put it it's always entertaining and I love uh, discovering new games and discovering new streamers. Like there's, it's still, it's so cool. That still happens today. Like there's still this discovery thing to RGL and uh, I, 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 that's probably why I still keep tuning in. <laughs> it's just, it's so much fun to, uh, um, can you, t- before, do, if you don't mind just talking quick briefly, you guys did something very interesting about opening up your stream team, not, not staff members, but stream team to the public. Yes. Um, is yeah. that something that still happens and kind of, do you mind just briefly chatting about it real quick? Um, Oh, yeah. um, uh, uh, maybe I, I won't let you there. I, <laughs> I prefer to not say what specifically led yeah. us there, but yeah. um, suffice to say, there was an opportunity to open the team doors to be an inclusive community within the retro space, not an exclusive community within the retro space. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, where where folks of, of all different backgrounds are welcome to uh, enjoy retro video games and speedruns together. Long story short, we uh, we wanted to get the uh, the te- Twitch team going for a while, but then there was an inciting incident that was like, okay, we're doing it right now uh, because you know the community needs to know that uh, you know we're not trying to exclude anyone. Uh, we want we want everyone to feel comfortable and welcome here. I think it's really cool that um, uh, there is this this. Uh, if you're interested in this kind of content, and you want to join a stream team. You guys have an open application process. You, you know. Yeah, just uh, yeah. Again, it's on the Discord. We can um, share that as well in, in the show notes. Um, it's yeah. Just you know, go to link, put your uh, your name in, and we'll uh, we'll add you to the list. Um, uh, all folks are welcome. Basically, the only criteria is uh, don't be a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, really easy rule to follow. Well, not for some people, you would but think. um, for for the most part, it's really easy rule to follow. Uh, don't 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 be a jerk to other people. Uh, let people live their lives and uh, have fun playing retro games. That's pretty much it. If you'd um, like to know a little bit more about what enemies referring to, stop by my channel. We'll chat because I've talked about it repeatedly mm. on the channel. I don't mind, and uh, it's just it's a yeah. long story. So, it's, and I don't want to give yeah. anybody the time of day that, that deserves that. Yes, that exactly. So, yeah. um, that being said, if you know, if you'd allow me one more question, um, uh, sure. I, we've had a. It's been great getting to see you um, do some marathons the past couple months and see you out there uh, playing the games that you do and stuff. Do you have any future plans for yourself <laughs> to uh, maybe look into some of the games you used to speed run or continue speed running? <laughs> new stuff <laughs> not um, to put you on the spot or anything no uh so uh i have 21 nintendo entertainment system games lined up in very specific order right here and i was uh, all set to do a stream last night and then my head my webcam issues <laughs> came up uh and of course and you know when you don't stream for this long dude it, like it's been since August since I well I mean technically I did a stream in September but that was just to do like another race on RGL TV <laughs> we we're just streaming to our RGL um so 
Uh, I haven't streamed since August, wow. and and it is to the point now where, like, to be perfectly honest, like, there's some trepidation to streaming because you don't want to stream and then have no one show up or like, right. you know, not they have people, um, like, you yeah you don't want to feel like people don't want to don't care or don't want to see hmm. what you're doing anymore. Yeah, uh, and you know, I've, I've been gone for a long time. And I'm aware that like you know people have their own lives and they can move on and you know find other ways to keep themselves entertained. And um, so I I've been pretty happy playing video games with like you know uh you know some TV show on or <laughs> or, or like you know YouTube or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and and then like. I can stop whenever I want. I don't feel like I have to stream for four hours. I'm like, oh, I'm kind of frustrated now. I'm going to bed. Uh, so I've got some great sleep over these past several months. Um, although lately I haven't been. So maybe that's a sign that I should uh, come back and stream some more. Um, I do intend to. I, I intend to. I stress intend to. I don't. I. I it's, it, it's, you know, it, it's it, momentum's a hell of a thing. So I feel like once I get going, we'll be okay. But. I intend to do a stream um, for, for playing a whole bunch of NES games, uh, either you know sometime between now and near the end of the year um, before GDQ. That's my intention. Um, Shut and then, uh, good, what's good. that? No, good, good, good. Okay, and then um, I put together a list of I forget how many. Let's call it fifty games. Um, where it would be a little bit longer of a marathon for, across Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Game Boy. Um, I think that was the three consoles uh, for that for that stuff. Um, that would happen around about my birthday. My birthday is January 25th. Um, so, I mean, a birthday stream, that's, you know, it's a little bit easier way to dip your toes back into the waters, I think. Uh, so, I mean, that's that's the immediate place. But, I mean, I am... You know, like I, I mentioned earlier, I'm doing this game, this classic games done quick thing. I was, I was really honored that they reached out and asked me to run the first game that I ever ran at a, a GDQ, which is DuckTales 2. Um, and I've been doing, like, you know, Speed Gaming Live was a thing, and then all the stuff on RGL TV, and uh, um, that the Bloodstained run on the GDQ channel. So, I mean, I've been around. I feel like mm -hmm. for someone who's not streaming anymore, I've been streaming a lot. Um, but I know other people don't feel that way. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I would, I would like to get back into it, but I mean, I always knew with, with two young kids and, um, the, the, the older they got, the, at some point this would be a hobby that wasn't really tenable anymore. Um, so I don't even know that it, this is now, it might've just been like, there was a lot of, you know, <laughs> other stuff that was going on that kind of made sense for me to not stream, and then, uh, you know, it, you know, sleep was feeling pretty good and all that stuff. But um, I, I don't consider myself like retired from streaming no, no. or anything. I think that I think it's a weird thing <laughs> where people like make this big thing. I'm I'm done speedrunning. Like, no. what do you mean you're done speedrunning? You're never going to play video games again. Yeah. Give me a break. Like, <laughs> at, at this point in your life, you're probably not stopping. You know, I, I always feel like anyone who says like makes a public thing, like I'm retiring. They're, they're really never going to retire. It's, it's the people who just go away and you never hear from them again that are actually retired. Mm. I think like DK 28 is the only one who's ever actually <laughs> successfully retired. He, he was just 
playing one day and then left. <laughs> and that was it. In all fair, and I did actually, DK and I were in a chat, uh, in Zeller's chat last night. So occasionally you will see him in a chat somewhere, but. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, wow. he was. it's very rare, but he shows up in Zeller's chat sometimes. But yeah. Uh, that, well, yeah, it makes sense. That would be a chat he would show up in. The Zeller is sinister zone, I imagine, which kind of brings this whole thing full circle because that's how the, the two that got me into speedrunning. There you but, are, right? See, what a great host you are, like. <laughs> Good Lord. Can you? Look at this guy. It's like he's a professional. But I think it, that's one of the things I've been also interested in with speaking with people is that um, a lot of us are adults and we have careers and families. Yeah. And so finding a balance to actually be able to pursue a hobby or a passion. Some of us, are there are some people who are lucky enough to do this full time. But if you don't, there's really, you, you, you got to sacrifice. You, it's, you don't want to sacrifice some of that stuff for this hobby. So. I'm yeah, right um, yeah, for sure. It, it, it is a delicate balance sure. in a lot of cases. Absolutely. Um, and on that note, uh, thank you uh, so much for taking the time and sharing the insights and learning a lot about RGL, uh, a channel which I'm quite passionate about, yet I, uh, I it was nice to hear some of the backstory and some of the behind-the-scenes stuff. So I appreciate you taking the time talking about all the your kind of journey and also the RGL uh, journey. Thank you so much, Lat, for, for you know, reaching out and asking me to do this. Uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, it's been fun to, to kind of talk about all this stuff <laughs> you know, with you in particular. Um, and, you know, I, I am still, you know, learning new, in quotes, speedruns, um, improving <laughs> speedruns. Uh, so, like, it's, you know, it it's just I, I need that. I need, like, a, a mental kick in the pants to, like, actually get back on it. So, well, we'll, we'll see. I, hopefully soon. I, I, I do. I have the game set up and ready to go. So, I, I, it, hopefully here in the next couple of days, we'll do something, if, even if it's not, like, the, the inception point of, you know, everyday streams. It'll be something at least. I know it goes for a lot of us, but Sean in the chat mentioned this, and I, I couldn't agree with more. He says, you know, me, Murdoch, Doggo, Smitty, and maybe even Sherry, we will definitely be there for when you do. And the nice thing, this is a great thing. It's okay to take, I think it's great to take breaks. And uh, I, I think, you know, it's it, if you want to come back, we'll be here for you. And if not, I know, really appreciate that, guys. Yeah. That means a lot to me. It's, uh, yeah, it's that, it, uh, that really, I can't, I can't really say it another way. That, that means the world to me. It's really appreciated. If I may give you just one personal thank you, uh, thank you for yeah. the host that you were generous to do. Um, we've had a couple, Sean being one of them, but um, a lot of people found my channel thanks to the host that you gave me. So I just, uh, um, that stuff would have never happened had you never done that. And so I really appreciate it and, and sincerely thank you oh, for giving me those yeah. times. I think it's so important well, to, you know, you know, to pay it forward type of thing. And I appreciate you for doing that. Well, absolutely. And yeah, I mean, yeah, Turbo Graphics guys got to stick together, you know. <laughs> I, you know, you know, as much as I talk about being a Turbo Graphics guy, I don't really play as much Turbo Graphics as I would like. <laughs> um, and and I, that's not a part, like I have some stuff I want to play. It's just that it's you know again a little bit more daunting because I didn't have that background with it. So it's like you know I'll get to it at some point. But for like I got these NES games that I know real well I can play and get better at. So um, you know it's it's just like you know comfort food versus not really vegetable, but you know what I mean. Like yeah. it's like you know you, you kind of have to. It, again, I need a little bit of extra motivation for the TurboGrafx stuff, but I love it. I'm, I'm a great admirer of what you do Thanks. in particular and, and TurboGrafx stuff in, in general. And I think this is real cool that you're you're branching out and doing you know a, a thing like this. This is this is neat. I'm uh, I really appreciate you hey. uh, letting me be a part of it. Thanks everyone for listening and watching. If you're enjoying the podcast, please feel free to share it with family and friends, or you can leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anything like that goes a real long way to helping out the podcast. Thank you so much. Have a good one.